Greetings, salutations, and welcome sales and marketing professionals to Making Sales Social Live, coming to you from the Social Sales Link virtual studios. I'm Bob Woods of Social Sales Link. Some people call me the LinkedIn Sherpa. Now, normally my LinkedIn partner in crime, Bryn Tillman, is with me, but today we have a special guest. He's been on Making Sales Social Live a couple of times, and he's back to talk AI with me today. So with that, please welcome Gunnar Hood of WSI World. How's it going, Gunnar? Hey, wonderful, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. It, uh, I, this is a fun conversation I think we're going to have about AI. Yeah, 100%. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. I'm I'm so I'm so looking forward to this. It seems like I've been doing nothing but talking about AI lately, which considering the fact that um, you know, social sales link in general and myself in particular, we're we're really gonna be diving into uh into AI in 2024. And you know, it's just it's kind of the wild, wild west, but at the same time, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just hopefully there won't be any bullets flying. So um, with that, so writing pro uh, prompts for generative AI, that's your chat GPTs, your clods and so on. It, I view it at least, and, you know, Gunnar, I, I, I view it as as much of an art form as a process to get the kind of output from AI that you need. Would you, would you agree with that? I agree. And, and in fact, I think that's why we've seen companies post, um, you know, job listings for prompt engineering is because there is kind of an art and science element to it. And, you know, I think if you, if you look at it at the highest level, one thing that we talk about with our clients is, generic questions get you generic responses specific yeah. questions get you specific responses garbage in garbage out absolutely yeah exactly. i could not agree more with that and man you know thinking about um being a prompt engineer full-time i'm i'm not a geek but man i could geek out to that so easily it's just it sounds like a dream job but of course you know with dream jobs i'm sure that there would be some crap involved with that too so anyhow um Gunnar and I do have some examples on how to use AIs and AI in sales, but first I want to throw this open to anyone who's watching this live on LinkedIn or our other socials right now. If you'd like us a, a, a kind of a specific example, although sometimes it, because sales is so wide and broad and what everyone sells is so wide and broad, you know, um, it's going it, to, it, it might be difficult for us to, to come up with specific examples, but we could definitely guide you in a path to get where, to get you where you want to go. So drop those in the comments. Hopefully our system will pick up on those comments and we'll be able to see them. Now, if you're listening on a podcast platform and it's at least January of 2024, well, we're recorded for you, but hopefully you'll still get some good uh, ideas from our examples. So with that, um, something that can help with your prompting, and this is pretty much brand new, are custom GPTs. 
So uh, GPT, the GPT and chat GPT actually stands for generative pre-trained transformers. And that's not like Optimus Prime tra transformers or anything like that. So um, these essentially help you with specific tasks. And there are a bunch of people publishing a bunch of things on them. Searching for them is difficult right now. You, There are two main ways that I know that you can use to search for them. One is actually via a Google search. Get your pens and pencils out, and we should put this in the show notes too. But um, it's going to be, uh, you're going to type in site colon chat.openai.com slash g slash and then whatever keywords you want to use, that'll bring things up in a Google search for you. That's probably the most accurate way of thinking uh, of bringing it up. Uh, GPTstore.ai is a potential source, but they're third party, I believe. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't know how complete it is, but it's definitely better than anything that's out there right now until um, until OpenAI starts its own uh, custom GPT store, which is evidently in the works. It just hasn't launched yet. Uh, Gunnar, what do you think about custom GPTs in general? In general, I think there's a lot of potential for these things. And in fact, you know, if people are just wanting to explore them and they have access to the paid version of uh, ChatGPT, you can use the explore button and see some examples that they've put up there. One is like right now for uh, gift ideas for Christmas, um, that if you're mm -hmm. looking for at, that's there. They have one that just accesses the web. And I think it's to what you, you mentioned, it's they're about specific tasks. And the potential that I see for people is, you know, you can create your own custom GPT. And the way to think about that is if you find yourself doing certain tasks repetitively over and over again that are knowledge-based, it's a great opportunity to say, why don't I create a custom GPT? Because it can have pre-trained instruction sets about how I approach something. And then all I have to do is just modify some inquiries. I mean, there's even one in the example store about, you know, parents helping their, their kids with ninth grade math, you know, and it's got four pre-trained uh, questions, but you can ask it anything. It'll help walk you through the math example. So I think there's a lot of potential here for it. And, you know, if you remember the app store for iPhone when it came out in 2007, yeah. there was very little there except a flashlight to start with. But look how it's grown over time. And I think the same thing's going to happen with ChatGPT. Yeah, without a doubt, with, with without a doubt. And and for those of us who are who are with us live right now, I do have that string that I just mentioned, uh, that string for Google to look for specific ones in the uh in the uh what the heck do you call those captions that's what you call those so that is in there it does work i did i did a generic kind of one just for sales and like almost 900 of them came up so there's a lot of them out there folks so uh keep that in mind as well so the next thing that i want to just touch on really quickly on ai is ai in LinkedIn. So if you have a paid account, you there is some AI capability there. Now, Gunner has tested it a little more than I have, it sounds like, because I've tested it on a couple of things in the uh, just in the um, just in the profile. 
It's not really good. I don't think they're yet. Obviously, it's going to evolve and LinkedIn and Microsoft are going to make that evolve too. So I'm sure that it's going to get much better. Um, uh, Gunnar, you've done some testing on it too. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I, th I think uh, my comment is it's not quite ready for prime time when it comes to profile enhancement, whether that's your headline or your about section. But if you don't have access to other AI tools, it's a starting point. And we often talk to our clients about the, what we call the human in the loop. And that means use AI for brainstorming, but don't make it the definitive answer to things. You want to finesse it and tweak it. And Bob, you always encourage people to read it out loud in their own voice and see, does that sound like me? Because that's an important element. But I've also used uh, LinkedIn's AI feature when it comes to posting. Uh, and where it's done an okay job is if I'm putting up an event on LinkedIn and I just give it some details, it will kind of embellish on that for me and require very little massaging. But for more, I guess, content, larger content pieces, I think it's, again, still a work in progress and I'm not ready to trust it entirely to do those things for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, uh, uh, Bryn, who is actually with us in, uh, in, I was going to say in spirit, but she's, it's a little bit more than that. And that just sounds kind of creepy too, but, um, she is, she is with us and she's typed, she just typed in uh, LinkedIn plus authentic AI equals 2024 success. That is 100% true. And Gunnar just mentioned what I talk about all the time is just reading stuff out loud. Uh, that in and of itself brings so much authenticity into whatever it is that you're outputting because you don't want to sound like ChatGPT. Everyone nowadays is coming up on content, no matter where it exists, where we know it's freaking AI driven. If something, if, if you take something from uh, ChatGPT or Claude or whatever, and you don't read it out loud, you are doing yourself a disservice, not only with that immediate message, but people are also going to be suspect of anything that you put out in the future because they're going to think that you're copying and pasting. You can't have people do that. And that's just at the, and that's just very top level too. So I would absolutely encourage people to be authentic. And that's something that we're going to be talking about over and over and over again. So I'm not going to um, really belabor that, that thought too much. Um, Something that came in from Chris Branch, chain of thought, pro, uh, chain of thought promoting style is a true game changer. Um, yeah, so I believe that what he's talking about is um, prompting isn't just one prompt. So you have to go back and you have to, sometimes you have to ask it to clarify. Sometimes you need to ask it to reword. Sometimes if something comes out perfectly, but then you have other things based on what that initial prompt was, you go ahead and just have a true chat with it. So keep in mind one thing when it comes to um, chats within chat GPT, every single time you start a new chat and I use sci-fi because I think it's the easiest example, you're creating a new universe. So it's not going to refer back to any other chats that you have done in the past. You are creating a brand new universe when you start a new chat. Now, within that universe, you can build whatever you want to. But then, to my knowledge, at least, you can't go back and say, hey, remember that chat that we had two months ago? Let's build on that a little bit more. No, you can't do that. You ne actually need to go back to that chat that you had two months before and then add into that, which you can do. And I've done that before. But, you know, just keep in mind that 
every chat is its own little universe. Yeah, when we were talking about this in group coaching the other day, Bob, I, I made reference to the fact that there's a reason it's called chat GPT and not ask GPT. Yep. Because I think, as you know, Chris pointed out, it is it, it gets better with a chain of dialogue um, and, you know, their responses allow you to respond back. And if you haven't tried the voice version on your phone, it's like having a real conversation. And, you know, I think you find that the output just gets better as you have that dialogue. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. So the next one, uh, this one's this one's kind of um, this one's a little more uh, specific. So uh, Sean Doherty asks, how about props for fundraising for a cause? So this one's interesting. I mean, because fundraising is 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 essentially sales. So, but at the same time, there's a little bit of a different spin on things. So, I mean, you know, at, at its core, it's sales, but at the same time, there is much more involved with that. So, um, just like any other thing that you do with chat GPT, you really need to have, um, a way of asking things. So before we get into specifics with this one, I just want to encourage people to go to socialsaleslink.com slash crisp. CRISP. We actually have an ebook that I wrote. Uh, uh, th that I wrote is about the CRISP model that will definitely help you get started with using the best prompts the first time around, so that um, you know, so that your chats with ChatGPT are always focused and hopefully giving you exactly the type of output that you would like. And then uh, Gunnar has an ebook out as well that can that could definitely be a benefit yeah so our, our book is called unlocking the potential of chat gpt and ai and it includes a lot of examples of prompting for various industries uh, we've got tools listed in there uh, a lot of resources and um, you know i don't know if i can post the link here directly but i, I shared it with bob and hopefully we can post it up for people who want to you know get it it's, it's totally free but there's over 60 ai tools referenced in there along with uh, a number of great prompts. Yeah, so hopefully, I, I I just posted it. Hopefully that went out. I'm not really sure just because we're going from restream to things. I don't know if that shows up. If not, um, uh, look out for, uh, I will post it into this chat immediately after, on LinkedIn immediately after the session. So kind of stick around and I'll post it in there and we'll have it in the show notes as well for the podcast when it goes out into the uh, various podcasting platforms, probably in mid-January. And so anybody let's get... can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn too. There's only one of me on LinkedIn, so I'm easy to find. Just reach out. I'll be happy to share it with you. Gunnar Hood, G-U-N-N-A-R Hood, H-O-O-D. So let's get back really quick to the question about prompting for fundraising for a cause. How would you start that? I guess probably the the first thing would be to me is, are they going for corporate donors? Are they going for individual donors? And 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 kind of taking it from there. But what would you think about that guy? Yeah, Brent actually posted a link already in the comments with her asking the question of ChatGPT about how can we use this for fundraising. And the response was really good. There's a, there's a lot of ideas, you know, whether it's drafting fundraising emails or things like that, but her question alone is the great starting question is how can chat GPT help with fundraising? Then you take that and you continue the conversation going, Hey, I like yep. ideas two and four. Tell me more about that. 
And that's one of the, that that's one of probably, and this is a word that I overuse, but it's really, really true here. That's one of the most awesome things about chat GPT is you can ask it to help you and it will give you the information that you need for it to help you. So it's like, you know, that classic help me help you type of thing. Chat GPT really does do that. And then, you know, uh, there are, there are even some, um, uh, uh, some extensions or what are those called that, um, that actually also help you develop props as well. But chat GPT just in its kind of raw form can help you with prompting as well so that you get what you need out of it. And I do think that with my ebook and Gunner's ebook, you can definitely take yourself even farther with that. I mean, because even within fundraising, there are all different types of scenarios. And like I said, just starting out with who's your target audience? Is it individuals? Is it corporate? Are you running dual tracks? If you're running dual tracks, how are you doing that? I mean, there are so many different things and permutations as someone who's in fundraising, I'm sure you know about that. So, you know, um, specificity is always is always very, very welcome, because if you give ChatGPT a general question, it's going to run wild. So one of the prompts that we share in our ebook is called the what other details prompt. And what that means is sometimes you don't know exactly what questions to ask or how to structure that prompt. So if we started with the one that I just shared for fundraising, you know, is, you know, how can this help me? You can augment that prompt with this to say, what other details do I need to provide ChatGPT to ensure maximum success? And what's gonna happen is it's gonna evaluate that and it's gonna come back and ask you additional questions. And it may say, are you doing corporate fundraising? Are you doing private fundraising? You know, what is it? And so it's asking for information to help it give you a better response. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And Bryn, Bryn does what I do. So this is one of the reasons why that, that, that we are LinkedIn partners in crime and, and now maybe even AI partners in crime. So, uh, I, and this is like, definitely we, we like starting with a conversation prompt around who I am and what I do and what I am looking specifically from, for, from chat GPT. And then building on that. And that's a great way to look at things is because like I said, each time you are starting a chat with chat GPT, it's an entirely new universe that you're creating. So it may seem redundant to do this every single time in a new chat, but it's not because otherwise it's not going to know who the heck that you are. Yeah. And in this case, you could start the conversation with assume you are a professional fundraising expert and somebody has come to you looking for advice about raising funds for this type of an event, what suggestions would you have? Right. You, you ask ChatGPT to play a role, and that's actually part of the uh, CRISP methodology. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash CRISP. I sound like an AM DJ at that point, but it actually works out, and it's true at, at, at that point. So just let everyone know CRISP stands for, uh, the C is for context, R is for role, I is for inspiration, S is for scope, and P is for prohibition. So all of those are definitely explained in the, um, in the ebook, but using all of those, and you don't even need to use those like each and every single time you can split those up depending on how the chat's going. But, um, all of those will definitely help you build the very specific prompts that will get the best information for you out of chat GPT and don't sleep on the P for prohibition. So sometimes you need chat GPT P T to 
exclude things. So like in the example in the ebook that I have, um, this is uh, the, the salesperson involved is selling IT services, but they don't sell website design. They don't sell website development. Some shops do that, other shops don't. So sometimes you need to tell it to exclude things as well as include things. Yeah. I see a great question in here that says, have you seen AI utilized well yeah, for the I to get practice that. role play? And it's a great timing on the question because I was uh, speaking to a group yesterday and I brought up an exact example of this where if you have your sales practices documented, say like in a spreadsheet or something like that, and you have the paid version of ChatGPT, you can upload those as a reference and say, these are the components of a sales conversation that we're looking for. And then you can upload the transcript from a recorded conversation and ask it to apply those standards and evaluate that sales interaction and score it for you. So whether you're the individual looking for just personal coaching or you're a sales manager looking to coach your people, this is a way to you know, begin doing more or evaluating more conversations. Obviously, if it's you know out in the field and the conversation is not recorded, that's hard. But if you're on Zoom or things like that, it's a very easy process and it's a great way to start formalizing, you know, feedback and coaching opportunities. 100%, 100%. So here is actually an example from Brian Holquist about how he used ChatGPT. So he said, I use ChatGPT to generate a development slash use case account expansion matrix for me yesterday and was pretty blown away. And also he says, sometimes he forgets to utilize AI for more than email drafting. And I mean, it's, it's amazing just how complex of tasks that ChatGPT you can just you know just get just flying out. Well, maybe not quite like that, especially if it's having problems like it did yesterday for a little bit. But still, it's so much faster than you either doing it yourself or giving it to someone else to do it. I mean, the the speed alone is is worth the twenty bucks a month for for uh, ChatGPT 4.0, in, in my opinion. And that's a great example of like a much more advanced use of, of ChatGPT for that type of thing as well. What do you think about that, Connor? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I see, you know, Bob's got a specific example of that, how it applied to, you know, meal planning. I was sharing with this group yesterday. I actually went to my refrigerator the other day and took a picture of the contents. And I told ChatGPT, I've got chicken, I want to, you know, what are some ideas based on what you see in my refrigerator that I could make for dinner? And it came back with two examples. It says, I see you've got honey and mustard. You could do a honey mustard glaze, you know, chicken recipe, or you also have a lot of vegetables. So maybe think about a stir fry as an option. And, you know, if I wanted to go either one of those paths, I could say, okay, give me, give me the actual recipes. Yeah, 100%. And, um, and, and if you're with us live right now, you can see this. If not, I'll say it for the, um, for the uh, podcast audience. But uh, Bob actually has something that's pretty similar to the crisp formatting in terms of, in terms of how he structured the question. So persona plus context plus task plus format plus tone. And then he asked the question, 
you know, he, he sets it up. You're a mother of two preschool children who is finding it difficult to prepare meals that are both appetizing and healthy for your children. List 10 simple dinner recipes that can be prepared in less than 30 minutes. And then he even goes on to say, present the list in a table format that includes the meal name, preparation time, cooking time, ingredients, directions, and servings. So this is also not, not only is that fantastic, this is where you can also put the prohibitions in too, because for someone like me as you know, depending on the dish and things like that, you know, I don't like mushrooms. I'm also allergic to coconut. So I may say something in there, you know, please do not include coconut as I'm allergic to it. And, and, you know, mushrooms could be eradicated off the face of the earth for all I care, you know, like that type of thing, basically. So, you know, constructing it like that, again, it's all about the construction of the prompt. And, you know, we're, we're, we're coming up with specific scenarios here and, and we're trying to, but there are so many different scenarios that are out there. There are so many different tasks that are out there and, um, and, you know, you just have to play with it. It's, yeah. it's and what Bob Britton, I think what Bob Britton has shared is a great example of what could become a custom GPT. Yeah, because because this way you can include all of those prohibitions that are already known when you ask it, OK, I, you know, here's what I've got, you know, create another recipe for me. And it remembers all of those things every time you use it. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. So um, we also have have a, as I was going to call an offer that actually makes it sounds like you need to pay for it. This is free because we are nuts and we give away so much stuff for free. Um, if you use the free magical extension at getmagical.com, you can import some of the prompts that we use here at Social Sales Link to really help us out with the tasks that we have. So you're going to want to go to getmagical.com first and download the extension. It's still free for now. They'll probably start charging one day, but why not use it for free for now? Getmagical.com and then go to socialsaleslink.com slash chat GPT to actually get the prompts that we use to load those in there and then really use them effectively. With that, um, we're, we're coming up on time here pretty quick. I just encourage you to really just, um, you know, download and use all of the free resources that that we've talked about here chat gpt it's it, it's it's easy to use but at the same time you need to be specific um uh you need specific to be terrific that's an old bni phrase actually but um it 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 definitely applies here um gunner do you have anything to add you know don't be afraid to use it i think is the the best advice yeah. you can't you can't break it <laughs> yeah but you know, test it and just keep having conversations with it and find out what it does well, what it doesn't do well, or when you give it that much additional information, the difference in the output you see. And I think over time, you're going to find that there's certain prompts that you really like that work really well, regardless of the scenario. And you'll just keep referring back to those. And that's where something like magical is great to have because you can just store that and there's a couple command strokes and it brings it back up and you fill in the variables. 
And the other thing, though, so just on the flip side of that really quick, because this has happened to me a couple of times. It doesn't happen a lot, but it has happened to me a couple of times. Sometimes the prompts that you used to use that were great, sometimes they don't work all the time. So it's not or or you get a different result than what you're expecting. So then you may need to play around with it a little bit and then and then change the prompt because because as it is a learning model, a learning language model, LLM, I know that's not the exact translation of what LLM is. It is learning all the time. Things are going to change as it's learning and as it's growing. So also keep that in mind that it's generally speaking, it's only getting better as, as time goes on as well. I, I got to tell you, my wife laughs at me when she sees me entering prompts because I use phrases like please and thank you. She goes, why do you oh, yeah. do that? I said, because this is a learning model and yep. do we want it to learn to be nasty or pleasant. Yep. Yeah. Plus, and, 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 and quite honestly, I joke about this and this is like 85 to 90% joking, but there's always like this little bug in, in the back of my brain. If AI actually does take over, I want it to know that I'm a friendly person. <laughs> so we're going to leave on that point. really, really, really positive note. And um, thanks again for joining us on Making Sales Social Live. If you're with us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or X, formerly known as Twitter, God knows when that's going to go away right now. We do this every week, except for the next couple of weeks if you're with us live because we are taking off for the holidays. So, you know, don't, don't expect to see us live while we're opening uh, Christmas gifts next week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions in, in after the first of the year. If you're listening to us on our podcast, those are going to keep chugging along and you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button to access all of our previous shows and be alerted to when new ones drop. More info on our podcast is available at socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. I've been saying sociallink.com a lot this episode. There's so much stuff there, though. So we do two shows weekly. We do this one and our Making Sales Social Interview Series, where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and many more areas. I've been doing a lot of recordings for that lately, too. So we've got, I can personally testify we've got some excellent episodes coming up in in the weeks and months ahead so when you are oh gunner i need you to play bryn here for 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 the very end so you're gonna say social when i stop so just the word social okay okay, okay. so when you're out and about be sure to make your sales social Oh my God, that's an A plus. I love it. Thank you everyone for joining us. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.